52 degrees. That's the Grateful Dead. Uh, hell in a bucket. Maybe going to hell in a bucket, but I sure am enjoying the ride. Uh, we turn now to Mr. Pete Callender from the Pete Callender Show podcast at thepetecallendershow.com. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Mark. Yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by the news cycles, <laughs> right on target. That's right. Uh, I understand that we've had an announcement this morning, or we're going to have an announcement this morning. It, What's the scoop here? Yeah, it uh, it just happened, actually. I was monitoring it uh, a little bit, actually, while I was on hold with you guys, um, that uh, the former governor of North Carolina, Pat McCrory, just announced on his radio show down in Charlotte that uh, he is going to run for the U.S. Senate seat, although the news, uh, his big announcement, I should say, was kind of big-footed by his website, which actually went live like an hour prior. So I got you. Yes. So I saw I saw another one yesterday that says that there could be somebody else uh, that is thinking about making that run for the Senate. And that would be our own Lieutenant Governor uh, Mark Robinson. Yeah. So that was kind of an interesting story. He's been kicking the tires on this, although um, I'm not sure it, it generally is. I don't know. I mean, it generally is not a good idea, I don't think. And I criticized Keith Young, remember, when he was a city councilman and then uh, uh, within like a few months started to look at other offices to run for and did run for. And it sends a message that you're you're not really interested in the public service. You're interested in climbing the ladder. So, you know, and I'm not sure if this was. Um, I mean, because this could have been done also as a as a hit piece, basically, to say, you know, he's he's looking at this. So he's not really interested in in fulfilling the the term that he got elected to. Um, But which is weird because he has, you know, he has launched initiatives as lieutenant governor. Right. Yeah. No, he's definitely not. He's definitely not taking this lieutenant governor's position, you know, sitting on his hands by any stretch of the imagination. He's been quite vocal. More, I, I, I would think that he I'd say he'd been more vocal than our past lieutenant governor, Dan Forrest. Well, the position is what you make it. Uh, there's just right. a lot of latitude to do like whatever you want to do with it. And uh, and so, yeah, you see what you know their priorities are and where their messaging is. Um, I, I mean, I think to some extent, you have to look if you're a Republican if for this upcoming race, you have to look at that Senate race uh, and see if you would be qualified to do it, see who's in and that sort of thing. Um, but on the other hand, I, I'm, I'm not so sure that uh, waiting another two years might not might not be the better call uh, right. for the lieutenant governor. Then you've also got uh, Ted Budd, who is a congressman. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, he, along with Mark Walker, uh, they kind of got double bunked on that redistricting after the courts uh, made them redraw all the maps. And Ted Budd, Republican, and the rumor was that there was some sort of an agreement between Budd and Walker that Walker would not run for the congressional mm-hmm. seat, give that seat to Bud, or let him keep his seat. And then Walker would look to run for U.S. Senate. And now Ted Budd is kicking the tires on this on a potential run as well, which has kind of ticked off <laughs> Mark right. Walker about it, who also was not very uh, welcoming, shall we say, right. to Pat McCrory when uh, this news started uh, uh, leaking out earlier this week that McCrory was contemplating a run for the U.S. Senate seat. Walker, uh, you know, said, look, the guy was, uh, you know, he's failed more times in his statewide runs than he's won. So why would we want him? And then, you know, he touted his um, his Trump uh, credentials, basically, which that's the other component here is Laura Trump. We don't know what she's going to do. And uh, if she enters the race, then everything gets scrambled. Right. I was going to say, and if I'm not mistaken, the the most recent polling that I saw showed she had about 30 percent. She had 30 percent support right now. So that that's, you know, uh, that's obviously going to carry some weight. But when you so when you look at that field of candidates, um, 
if you had to rank the top three, who would you put you know in spots one, two, and three? Well, so far, yeah, I mean, it would be McCrory and uh, Walker uh, at this point. And then, I mean, it's a toss-up for that third slot of announced candidates at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now, as far as uh, the uh, the Democratic field running for that Senate seat, who are we looking at there? Jeff Jackson and Erica Smith are the big, uh, you know, those are the big two candidates that everybody is talking about right now. Uh, there's also the potential for the former Supreme Court Chief Justice Sherry Beasley to throw her name in the ring or her name in the hat and then the hat in the ring, I think is how that goes. Anyway, the, <laughs> the everyone's expecting her to make an announcement as well. She's already, uh, I think there's like a domain name registered for her. Um, there was also... Uh, Some speculation that Anita Earls, one of the Supreme Court uh, justices in North Carolina, uh, who was the uh, uh, former leader of the coalition for uh, the Southern Coalition for Social Justice uh, and whether she might be interested to run as well. So uh, a a lot of there's a lot of moving parts still. But Mm -hmm. for these federal races, especially for that U.S. Senate race, people are are moving now to get endorsements and lock up money because uh, we don't have the redistricting yet. So right now, it's really the only known, you know, in 2022, we know this race is going to happen. We know what that district is going to look like, obviously, because it's the entire state. So people are making their moves now. Yeah, it sounds like we could be in for a, a double whopper of a primary. Well, and then you add in the North Carolina 11th Congressional District, the right. news uh, over the last few days. you got more people getting uh, into that race. You've got Eric Gash over on the uh, Democrat side, which I kind of, it was funny, like he's a former football guy. And I said, unless the Democrats can find a Heath Schuler to run, uh, I'm not right. sure how they could win this seat. And I think they got, I mean, he didn't play in the NFL, but, you know. His brother did, yeah. and he played in, in at NC State, right? So, um, or yeah, or UNC. Sorry, and um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of close to a Heath Schuler. So maybe this is the formula that that gets Democrats closer to winning that seat. But we got to wait for the redistricting to actually happen, and and we'll know in a couple weeks, literally like two weeks, um, what that census data is going to look like for us to start drawing the districts. There we go. He is Pete Callender from the Pete Callender Show podcast. Uh, you can find more about Pete, and of course, you can find the podcast at thepetecallendershow.com. It's available on all the platforms, iHeartRadio platform, iTunes, uh, Amazon, you name it. Uh, you can find him everywhere on the World Wide Web. I'd encourage you to go check that out, thepetecallendershow.com. Pete, we always appreciate the time, sir. We'll look forward to catching up with you uh, next week. All right. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate it, man. You got it. Take care. 851, 52 degrees. Here's